And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. Have we been doing this for 11 years? I believe so, yes. It's been a while. It has I been do. a while. We've done I a few re- Carlton previews. We've done a few Carlton previews. I was thinking today that we can never not be accused of taking for granted how deeply enjoyable it's been to dominate Carlton through this era? Oh, absolutely. Um, until uh, last year's round one hiccup, it was um, it, it was glorious. And we'd often talk about how we know it has to, we know it will have to end eventually the, the winning streak. Mm. But, um, not today, Satan. Um, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it did. <laughs> it, it did. But um, yeah, I, it's fair to say we enjoyed every single. I, I mm. just. Uh, we've done it a million times before, and I don't think we need to repeat. But you know, my and my dislike for Carlton goes back, you know, mm. almost my first strong football memory, other than loving Richmond, is is the hatred of Carlton and Princess Park and John Elliott. You know, mm. 1980, 1982 Grand Final. Yeah, that was sadly um, that was before my Richmond supporting time. But yes, everything else. But the you know you could always feel it in the stands, and mm. it, it goes on forever. The only thing that annoys me slightly, and the problem with Carlton and Collingwood is that you know lots of other teams have them as their you know the meaningful Melbourne clubs. So they're sort of their yeah. just rivals. So it's not something we hold securely. Sorry, it's not something we have a monopoly on. But it's certainly it's a very strongly felt dislike. It is. Um, yeah, we, I, I've always deeply enjoyed how long, you know, it's it's literally a 10-year uh, rebuild for Carlton. And un- unfortunately, even, uh, even the Paddy Dowles and the Lockie O'Brien draft picks um, uh, haven't been enough, but the sheer force of... Uh, Equalisation in the AFL has has annoyingly given them uh, the nucleus of a good team, but yeah, well, it was definitely well. Last year's four game losing streak to end the season, and mm. you know we'll all, we'll all treasure treasure forever as when it, I mean it has to be in the old time top ten non Richmond involved regular <laughs> season matches. Yeah. Um, the last round of the season, but you know, not to be forgotten that they choked against two very bad teams uh, before mm. coming up against Melbourne um, and and Collingwood in the last two rounds of the season. It, you know, and after such a hot start, I, I will. I was going to say this for later, but I, I, I'll bring it on now. Like there's sort of a bit of evidence that the Vossi got worked out um, towards the end of the year. Mm. That they're sort of their their signature win in the latter half of the year. They did beat Fremantle in Melbourne. Sort of mm. quite reasonably mm. comfortable, comfortably, but they had a they had a bottom of the ladder schedule last year, but from the year before, so that they weren't they didn't beat a murderer's row, but they they, they started no. hot, they, and that was they beat us in the Bulldogs early in the season, and that's what really drove the hype. Yeah, and they when you when you look at sort of the the numbers the numbers under the hood, if you sort by percentage, they finished ninth. Um, uh, they were eighth. Eighth in scoring, but thirteenth um, uh, for points against. So they were sort of they weren't. You couldn't you could score on them. Um, yeah, and I think 
they've, they've certainly got the, the star players. You know, the uh, you know you don't you don't get multiple number one overall draft picks without without having some good players. You know, Patrick Cripps has been a problem uh, for a long time. But yeah, West, we are favourites. Mild favourites. Mild favourites, yeah. Five and a half point favourites. Um, what? I don't know. I, I feel funny uh, uh, about this season. It's, um, I don't know. What are, what are your... Stepping back from Carlton for a second, what are you... How are you feeling about the season as a whole? Well, I've gone through the roller coaster ride because y- 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 you know we all do it. We we react against narratives we hear which we don't like, and you know initially the reaction was the Melbourne game, and then I think it's the, the social media bubble that we live in that basically every team thinks they're underdogs. You know, Geelong thought they were underdogs <laughs> last year, and no one said they could win it. When well, lots of people said they could win it, and the yeah, team, totally. The team that just won the Super Bowl in the NFL was the favourite to win the Super Bowl before the start of the year, and yet they all still had a narrative at the end of it that oh my, no one said no one, no one believed in this yeah. yes like but it feels like there's because of the richmond fan bubble and you know someone says nice things about it you know no one tweet uh tweets about it uh tweets about it. but if someone says something negative predicts we don't make the eight lots of people say it um so yeah it, it's now it's now I'm reacting against the narrative of us not making the eight. Whereas after the Melbourne game, I was I was quite down. As we well, not down, but you know, we just mm. expressed in the podcast there were certainly some fractures exposed. I'm still at the point where it's a really big transition that's going on in the club in for the club. So I think this is of all years a year that. I think the uncertainty is higher than normal yep. this time of year. I think that's a reasonable comment. So, and you know, round one doesn't doesn't answer that uncertainty either. So I, no, I'm no, actually I'm, I'm sort of nervous, obviously always nervous, but sort of in a quite, I don't quite know what's going to happen on the weekend. I've been going through Nick, and I'll, we'll talk about maybe we deep down the preview. I've been going through 2021 GWS versus Carlton games to try and work <laughs> out how their midfield matches up against ours. That's how uncertain I am. I know. It is... It's hard. Like when you look, when you look at the betting for uh, the season as a whole, where which, by the way, we don't endorse, but you know, it's just a good probability mm, guide. It, it, it's sort of where people people are putting their money. Yeah. We're paying eight dollars for the flag in in uh, fourth fourth favorite for the flag. Uh, Carlton is fifth favorite, slightly annoyingly, but. Yeah, so we're we're behind uh, Geelong, Melbourne, and, and Brisbane, but not by much. And I think you know, you look at uh, you look at like the the official website. If it, if it's possible for uh, a gigantic Melbourne club with a huge supporter base to be flying slightly under the radar, if you, I think hype hype versus um, uh, where where people, uh, the betting markets. I don't know. Maybe dare I say it? We're being slightly underrated, or is it is it that you know until we actually see this team on the field, you can't. It's impossible to tell. 
you, you can't properly rate us. I think mm. it, it is – look, some of the uncertainty is if you were another – support another team, you'd sort of look at Dusty and go, yeah, you, you know, there's a, there's a question mark there. Mm. Um, and – so, so that's you know when, when your best player or the, at least the highest paid player is under that question mark, it's fair enough. You know, there's Tom Lynch obviously had an interrupted preseason. Maybe this isn't something that normal fans register, but you know, it, it sort of worries me slightly. But yeah, it, it is. I don't think anyone quite knows how to handle us yet, and I'm not sure they will have for this game. Because by the way, even our series last year against Carlton, it's like two. It's like four different teams played those two games. You, you know, round one, they finally go on top of us, but Cripps, you know, it was the usual thing where their midfield looks, looked like a bunch of... Of course, Prestia went out, which, you know, was a blue mm. massive uh, hole through our midfield. But, you know, it was the, the Cribs looking like um, the 100-kilo kid playing an early developing kid playing under 14s rugby against, um, you know, a bunch of sort of 60, 60 kilo uh, um, normal kids. So it was, you know, Crips in the land, land of the midgets. And then in, in our mid-season game, Prestia had one of his best clearances games of his career. He had 13 clearances. Mm. Uh, Hewitt was out and Cripps was sort of in his mid-season, his perpetual mid-season injury bug um, and was near, was much more ineffective. Also, he got two Brownlow votes. Like, it was a complete... We smashed them in the clearances. Like, it, it, you know, the, so we went and sort of beat them in, at one of their core strengths. So it, it's, it's really incongruous to to find a form line, at least from last year, to, to get an in indication of this year. And that's why I was looking at 2011 games. And Nick, mm. you'd be pleased to know that uh, um, in the... Because Hopper wasn't really fit last year. But uh, in 2011, uh, both Toronto and Hopper in different games, uh, GWS beat them twice. And in both uh, and both Toronto and Hopper had excellent games, at least oh, happy to, one each happy, of the games. Happy to, happy to hear that. Um... You were saying about, you know, questions about Dusty. So last last year we got 12 goals from nine games of Dusty and we still had the highest score. We were still the highest scoring team in the league. Yes, but of course, having Dusty takes opportunities as well as um, changes your structure. So look... Mm. I'm, a, I'm okay with the dusty we saw in the preseason taking those opportunities, getting those opportunities. Yeah, like it, and Carlton's chronic, well, you know, one of Carlton's key weaknesses is their defence, and now they've lost Williams for the year. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still they're still a pretty decent defence. I, I think I've long... Aside well, from your aforementioned 13th Well, actually, I think, I think I might have even got that stat wrong. I might have I think they might have been thirteenth when you sort it the other way. So actually, they were quite good, which is which is a bit annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, damn it, my statistics failed me at the crucial moment. Um, anyway, continue your point while I check that. Yeah, no, no, I stuffed it up. They were they were thirteenth uh, from the top, as you if you count it by the most rather than the least. Uh, but how does that work? Because they, you said they had a bad percentage. They must have been bad at attack. Uh, no, well, they had a decent percentage. It, it's just the other teams were better. Okay. So right. they were they were they were decent. It, there's a there's a clear statistical trend of them sort of being. Um, they're a very good 
um, contested possession team and a very good clearance team. They're second in the AFL uh, at both. Um, this uh, they're very dependent on Kuno and uh, McKay uh, marking marking in their forward line. They don't um, they don't have a lot of secondary marking uh, targets. This small forward crop is sort of actually pretty good at tackling, but not there's not a ton of creativity, and they're likely to have a few of those small forwards out injured. Um, yeah, ditto, ditto at the other end of the ground. Um, you know, Doherty's uh, a big ball winner, but there's a question about how good he is uh, defensively. Yeah, and um, team, you know, wetering aside, teams have been able to get a hold of them. Um, and and at, at times when they, they play good teams. So, yeah. What do you think of the two debutants? Oh, well, uh, it's it's galling that um, Ben Hollands has another son who's good. Uh, um, you know, that... Um, you know, not notwithstanding that we got Joel Bowden and Matthew Richardson in the 1990s, um, it ain't, it's been a pretty fallow uh, decade um, for Father Sons, and yet someone who plays for us but doesn't qualify for Father Son turns out um, two first-round draft picks in, in three years. Um, While uh, um, Bauer and Broderick's uh, um, sons play and our, VF, our VFL-listed players for us. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so Oliver, Oliver Hollands, yeah, he's, he's a good looking kid, 11, 11th pick in the, the draft, um, uh, was quite, uh, quite good in, um, they, Carlton won their first practice game, uh, against Collingwood and, and he was quite good, um, and they got stitched up by the Swans in their second, second game, um, they also got, uh, Lockie Cohen, who's sort of, uh, he was the uh, the best player out of Tassie this year, and not not hugely dissimilar to to Sam Banks from from the year before. Actually, sort of outside, good outside runner um, was a was a second round draft pick. So yeah, I quite annoyingly, I quite liked both of <laughs> both of them. Yeah, so I mean, they still got Walsh out, so that's the good news. Mm, and, and that's Williams, that's Williams, pleasing. Yeah, yeah Zach, Re- Zach Williams out for the season. Um, Corey Durden, one of those small forwards, is out, and both Jesse Motlop and Jack Martin are, are down for a fitness test. So, yeah, there's um, some concern there. Um, they they had a pretty low key off season. Uh, Blake Acres from. Um, St Kilda via Fremantle was their only um, sort of recruit from a from another club, and he's um, he's very much in the the Jack Noon's class of you know serviceable serviceable journeyman, serviceable but unremarkable journeyman from another club. But he'll he'll probably line up on a wing. But yeah, I think. Mentioned mentioned before about how good they are at contested ball. Like that's 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 the 
the clear one would, um, along with, you know, Weetering, McKay, Kerner. Like, there is there is some genuine star talent with Cripps, Cripps complemented by uh, Kennedy and, and Chera, even even with Walsh out. Like, that's, um, that's a pretty good ball-winning midfielder. Yeah, I, I was I was amused that Chera, the sort of the knock on him is exactly what it was when he left the Dockers and when they looked into him closely because uh, yeah. it, there was rumours of him going to Richmond because they gave up a lot of capital for him and they uh, did. Yeah. he actually he played very well against us in round one but he still he's still sort of your fourth or fifth best midfielder you know he's he's good on mm. the spread but he's not he's not amazing at anything his disposal's not not precise it's sort of uh, yeah that, that that's the thing about I think what might pleasingly hold Carlton back in the medium term is what is that they've just they've paid a lot at top of the market rates for a, a mm. few too many players um, and you, you just sort of think that that does catch up with you eventually so I just that that gives me me hope for their their long-term future of them never being a consistent top four team but they are they do have a lot of talent as you say and their arc is that they now is the time that they should be starting to you know, play finals, and you know, thank goodness they didn't last year. But it, it, it's definitely, it, it's definitely on the cards. Yeah, yeah, they're annoyingly enough, they're a good team. Um, mentioned, haven't mentioned Saad uh, off a half half back flank. He he creates a lot of run uh, for them. Yeah, but again, very big contract. Just to yeah, uh, be, that yeah. There's a lot of. There's a lot of top of, top of the market guys uh, on on their team, and yeah, it's and so and sort of you know they re- they really need another crop of young players to come through to to get them over the top. Um, be interesting. Um, De Koenig played played well last year without when Pitney was out of the side, but I think it's a it's a question how they've how they fit both of them in the team because neither neither has has done a great deal as a as a marking forward but yeah Dukonin gets the hype because he he looks good like he has taken he's taken a few big marks in in key games so he's sort of he's on the he's on the fame uh on the radar screen like all all semi-decent players are from big Melbourne clubs um if you call them a big Melbourne club but okay, so like there's two there's two bits. I, I guess the, the crucial bits if we talk about us for briefly. Like we discussed the midfield already. We don't really know how it's going to go with the new look Richmond midfield. Prestia was amazing uh, as, as as discussed last year, and there are reasons to believe that Hopper and Taranto match up well against them. So I'm looking forward mm. to seeing that duel. Um, and of course, I'm nervous about it. I'm, I'm yeah, seen, seen them. It's best. a it's a bull on bull matchup. It far, is and far it, more it, so than it has been before, and it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. You know, I, I was slightly worried about um, some of Hopper's uh, tackling and defensive work. Uh, it's a practice game, but you know, I'm prepared to completely dismiss that as a practice game. So this will be this is the first real test. Fascinated by it, but I think it's fair to say we don't know. But on the flip side, Nick, uh, or not the flip side, but I, I think the the their forward their tall forwards without Tarrant. How do you see that playing out? Yeah, without Tarrant and Gibkiss. Yeah. And, and Gibkiss, Gibkiss worryingly um, still down as a as a long, 
long-term in, or medium-term he was, injury. He was medium, which, which yeah. makes, considering how bad the injury is and he's had an infection, and it sort of makes you worry about how bad the um, uh, Mate's back is because that's listed as long-term. <laughs> yeah, um, Mate. Yeah, look, Mate, Mate Kalina and Caleb Smith are the only two on the long-term uh, injured list, which is, you know, reassuring because they're probably the the players that are furthest away from a from a, a senior game. But before I uh, before I claim a, uh, I, I have a bone to picnic. Um, um, this, this is a very important issue I want to raise. But before we get to that, um, like, how do you see? Go back to the matchups with the, the tall forwards. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, so I, well, we talked about it last week. I think, I think Bolter and McKay is an obvious matchup. I think I'd lean Grimes uh, on Kerno. And I've talked about Tyler Young matching up on the either De Koning or uh, Pitney. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. No, I. I don't feel good about. Well, I mean, how can you feel good about a, a first game of playing against you know at least reasonably established AFL players? I, know. Would I, I think I'd prefer Nate uh, Broad. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, and then if if they're gonna if they're gonna go big, you play Broad on their third third tall, and then if Silvani's sort of the fourth mate marking target, then we've still got Vlossi on him. So. Yeah, feels like we've, we'd still have some depth. I mean, we we like to play tall in our in our backline, but yeah, yeah, and yeah. it'll all be it'll be all be for naught unless we get some pressure on the kick. Well, exactly, and that's that, and and winning some winning winning our share of football and putting pressure on uh, when we don't have it. That's that's got to be a key thing because the that you know Carlton. Carlton Game style is is based on winning a lot of uh, contested ball. So they're they're trying to when we have it, trying to get it in a contested ball situation that that plays uh, to their strengths. And I think us us getting our uh, intercept game going and getting the ball, moving the ball quickly uh, in space. Um, I think that you know that's still. Uh, one would for us just with a number of um, guys, you know, that when our attack was really clicking to an, in the second half of last year, um, Cumberland uh, and Rioli, Lynch in great form, uh, Jack still useful, like Bolton um, uh, popping up um, everywhere. Like there's a, there's a lot of pace and skill there. There is. Um, I guess if you do the Dusty's replacing Shedder um, uh, mm. in the line, it, it, it's got an appealing uh, yeah, prospect. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, work, that works for me. Now, I mean, well, we've discussed selection to death, so I don't think mm. we need to do it again. But would you uh, – look, I, I'll just say I, I would be inclined to play Pickett. Um, he's mm. – I mean, we don't know how – how no, he's overall. But the, the word was he was very fit. Um, yeah, and look uh, – He's got form for coming in and playing without much game time before, yeah. behind him, Nick. You you may yeah, recall. Um, um, so look, I just think he's so important to strike. And you know, it's a big boys game this one. Um, yeah. And I like it, you just think if Dimmer if Dimmer ha- 
had half the ability to pick him, you know, if his mm. fitness was sort of eighty percent of optimum, you'd think they'd have to go with him, particularly after the last practice game. To you know, it's going to be a big boys game. It's going to be a lot of hitting. Um, he's going to want to win. He's going to want to be stout defensively. I just I can't see. I I, I can't see Marlon mm. not being picked if if yeah, you think if, if it's, it's at 50, all available. Yeah, if he's if it's fifty fifty, he'll he'd get the benefit of the doubt. Um, the injury report today was was quite positive on you know it said that Prestier and Short. Uh, were available, which when they'd been under some doubt, which was really good. Um, Jack Graham's apparently available, although I don't I don't know that he's played, or he, he certainly hasn't had any official uh, practice game time, and I don't don't even know if he's done a ton of match simulation. So well, yeah, sure. it, it, sure it's best twenty two anyway. Well, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, Ross Ross is available, and yeah, I think uh, best position. So, sorry, I said it last week, but yeah, I mean, on form you'd pick him in, in front of Graham, but that's a lot from, yeah. from a long time ago. Um, I was very upset by that injury report because the club tweeted it as some good news, and yes, it was good news for Short and Prestia, but it was desperately insensitive to the solo to the thousands and thousands of soldo fanatics out there <laughs> soldonistas yeah yeah who found out that way that soldo was injured like at least they you know that couldn't they have well, and, and, and done a breaking report or you know just like eased us into it like this is this, like it has removed one selection dilemma but it's yeah it's um like it was it was pretty upsetting. You know, I mean, I guess it's a bit cynical almost. It's like they didn't want to upset the, the crowd figures for the game by depressing <laughs> it by announcing the Soldo injury. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Well, and think of the, the poor cheer squad members who've... who've After we do the, the banner. Who've had the Soldo 50 uh, banner ready to go. Um, <laughs> My tweets. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but... Uh, to, removing time from cheek, um, what about? Um, I, I presume we'd both be Team Ryan as the second rock. Yeah, I think so. I just, I know, I, I, I there's no rational reason why um, I've gone off why I'm not backing Miller in because there was no proof that he wasn't holding up as a second rock last year. But I, I, I sort of felt like something. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's been really good. Um, but I never felt he got really tested in a game, um, and this game would hmm. be a test. And I think I just it would actually. So, yeah. so did you say Ryan or Miller? Uh, no, I, I said Ryan. I, yeah. I meant Miller. I meant Miller's racking last year. That I thought there was no evidence that he wasn't holding yeah. up. But I was no, just no. No, the stats were fine. But yeah, yeah I, I wasn't sure. Like I don't think he was really ever tested in those games. There was very few reps mm. against good rucks. But there's just something about Ryan's upside that. You know, I'm just being the typical fanboy. You always, you always more excited by the the unknown with the high upside than the than the guy that you suspect's just a, a solid, uh, reliable journeyman. Also, an, an improving one. Yeah, and he had a he had a great um, preseason. Like, uh, and, uh, it was yeah, it, it it was more more than more than we uh, expected. Um, yeah, and is is that is that something that um we want to you know have have to to show you a different look like you know if if Dusty's playing a fair bit of time forward is 
and Dusty, Jack, Ryan and Lynch um, too much. Uh, hide in the forward line or... Yeah, I don't know. Um, so... It, it, the way the numbers shake out with going through, it probably winds up with one of Dow or Judson as the sub. Mm. Yeah. N- now, and I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with both of them. Well, you uh, got. I'm asking the question to make you pick up side. Uh, I'd be really annoyed if it wasn't one of them. Uh, yeah. Prestia, okay. was it? Prestia was subbed out of games four times last year. That's where I come down. Like it, it is fighting last year's battle, but just the the hole he lives in, it, the hole isn't as big this year because there's other there's other pieces that that can fill that space. But um, yeah, I'm uh, I would really like uh, just like until Prestia proves he can play three games in a row, I, I would like Dow to be the sub. You know what would be a really cool sub, which they won't do. Ooh, Santi? Trent Cotchin. Yeah, I reckon I reckon we might see that later in the year. But I reckon I reckon this is gonna be a big boy pants game and the Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, no, I, did, I don't think want, I, I, want to, we're gonna want to stack up the the big bodies uh, at the contest. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think Dim is emotionally ready for that kind of creativity yet with Conchin either. But yeah, I, I I wouldn't do it either. But I just thought that would be a cool idea. No, Sonsi's not ready. He hasn't played enough preseason. No, he hasn't. Play. Which is disappointing because we're I think we're both um, big fans of his. But yeah, it's been a it's been a, a tough uh, last couple of months, unfortunately, injury wise. All right, now we've already gone 30 minutes about this game um, without conclusively, before we come to the final statements about how nervous we are, um, is there anything else about the game that you wanted to mention? Oh, I just feel horrible and sick about it. So I must be like, <gasps> me too. I, I am slightly more confident, having sit down research for this podcast, I am slightly more confident sort of having a look at the historical record of the GWS midfield versus Carlton. I know, I know that's scratching its drawers. Bless you. Bless you for that. <laughs> but that just, like, like, you know, can, you know, you don't play one-on-one, but, like, Hopper's probably going to be shoulder-to-shoulder with Crips a fair bit during the game. Mm. Um, yep. And that just, that, that uh, I like that strength-on-strength matchup because mm. hopefully if we, we can still keep, we, like, we've always been better than them on the spread, um, so we can keep that up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Toronto at the, at the MCG in a big game. Playing for oh, us. <laughs> oh yeah, this will be like it's. Oh, I mean, everyone's made this point, but this will be by far, by far the biggest crowd um, he's ever had cheering for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, close, well, Mangs, that, well, how many uh, in two thousand and nineteen? How many GWS supporters do you think were in the ground? Maybe twenty thousand at most. Yeah, if that ten. Yeah, so, so ten to fifteen. Yeah. So it's probably it's conservatively. There'll be four times as big a crowd than he's ever had cheering for him before. Yep. Yeah. And it, and and this is this is why guys guys like him <laughs> come to clubs like Richmond mm-hmm. is to to playing playing um uh, games like this. Um, Seven year contract probably helped too. But anyway, <laughs> anyway moving on. Um, but it, was there anything else about the game? No, no. The, look, I'm. I think we're we're both in the. In the same place in terms of 
Um, sick with sick with nerves. Um, but really, I'm really ready for footy. I know not everyone yeah, is. That's true. But I'm 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 very excited about this game. No, I know. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, of course, it is only um one game, but yeah, it's still it's a, and it 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 means it emotionally at at least it certainly feels like a, a very big game. Also, oh, arch rival. It's a top eight rival. It's you know as you say we're very close in in the markets. So like it is legitimate by any um sort of independent metric. It is a very big game. Yep. Now, it's been, so. a, it's been a bit of um I, we we kind of covered it last week a little bit um uh that we we've signed uh the, the uh, G Train two. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The AFLW preseason has started to to kick in. I don't. Did we? Mentioned last week. Oh no, I don't don't think it had happened. But Cody Jacks uh, traded to Essendon for for a second round draft pick. Um, and when we say draft picks, because the AFLW did sort of two seasons in the one year, um, they they're skipping. Um, they're not having a draft before before this season for eighteen year olds. It's um, it's going to be a draft for nineteen-year-olds and above. So, yeah, it's more like a a preseason draft of state league players rather than uh, a full national draft. Now, we've we've had a good record of getting players out of state leagues in recent years, but yeah, it's um, yeah, I think expectations are relatively modest. Modest. Yeah, you shouldn't. Draft. You, well, well, you, you shouldn't. Um place the same value lens over draft picks as you would in the yeah. men's competition. Yeah, is what you're saying. Or, or even the women's competition in a in a normal year. Um, yeah, so Cody Jacks, yeah, she's, you know, she's um, from, uh, from our academy zone, you know, came up through the, the FOW program, um, unfortunately been a fringe player for, for a couple of years, so... You know, you certainly certainly understand her um, seeking an opportunity somewhere else. Um, but yeah, the the big trade um, announced yesterday. The uh, oh, actually, oh no, I think it was finalised today. But um, Harriet Cordner, uh, unfortunately, um, going to going to Carlton. As, and we also gave up uh, pick fourteen. Um, so our first round draft pick. Well, again, noting it, it's not worth all that much. Um, in exchange for uh, Caitlin uh, Greiser, who we talked about a bit uh, last week. Um, how do you feel about it? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, the valuations are, are a bit lumpy in AFL. Like sometimes in AFLW trades, it's like you can. You know, you can see they're not exact, but they're just trying to make everything balance. Mm. In rough fairness, look, I mean, you, this is your idea that you pointed out to me off off air. But Cordner had been sort of replaced in the team this year. Obviously, she was mm. really good, good the year before, and um, you know, was one of the first players that actually you know that started our path to respectability as a team. So, yeah, definitely. Um, that that may be a loss. Um, look, so. Yeah, but 
Well, we talked about last week the, you know, who we got in. Obviously, it's a position of need. We didn't have a, mm. a, another key position. It's really tailed off at the end of last year. Um, yeah, that, that's a concern. Like she was an all Australian in in twenty uh, twenty, but sort of on the outer a bit um, with the uh, St Kilda's coach uh, uh, Nick Del Santo. Um, and like not playing on a very good team. Like if you want to make yeah. excuses, you could find them. We, we you know, there, there is some record of us having a bad record re- recruiting sort of key position. Uh, well, actually, we're fifty fifty. Sorry, that's not fair. KB was yeah. great signing. Um, but I, one thing I'd forgotten about her, which I, I just watching the highlights again, and the highlights pretty much are her season last year. She didn't kick that many goals, um, but she does have a beautiful long peg. Mm, she does, and she doesn't get outmarked much, and. Yeah. I think I think that's something uh, we value quite a lot. Um, I, I I don't think we'll know till we, we see her playing. I just no. I, I hope she's got. I hope she can keep up um, with the pace because that's you know it's always the question yeah, when someone drops that, off with, with that. That, that that is a fair uh, question. The, and she's she's very much an old fashioned full forward, which which is kind of fun. But yeah, she yeah, is. There's, there's some risk associated with that as well. Yeah, it is, and like every year, AFLW gets faster. So you, you you just you don't you don't know till you see proof of concept. But the, mm. there is a the, the one difference between when her coming into the team and um, the superficial uh, um, comparison I was making to Sabs before is when when Sabs was in the team, we had Court who was better at at than her at her best position. Whereas mm. this time now, there's a bigger opportunity in the team, so she'll get every chance. Yeah, no, 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 that's true. Um, I am intrigued. There is a, there's rumours of us, um, getting Courtney Jones from from Gold Coast, uh, possibly for uh, Maddie Brown Catiano, um, and I'd be into that. Right. Oh, sorry, right. I was on my. Well, um, why, um, like, what do you think she would add? Uh, she kicks goals. <laughs> yeah, good. Good one-on-one player, um, yeah. I do, I just think um, uh, I like I like uh, Brancatiano. Uh, it's been a, a really uh, solid member of the team, but yeah, I just I just feel like Jones would have a, have a bit more upside. So mm. okay, fair enough. All right. Anything else you wanted to? I mean, we've covered nerves, and anxiety, having Carlton um, excessively all the, all the, all the hits. Um, yeah, I think to finish off where we started, I think I'm in. I'm in a similar um, spot to you in terms of the the season. It it feels like um, uh, the the range of possibilities for us this year is seems particularly wide, and and maybe. Maybe that's always. It often feels um, feels that way. Uh, like you know, the 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 two thousand and eighteens, um, and at the other end of the spectrum, the two thousand and tens are sort of the unusual ones. And you know, often often you're uncertain. But yeah, yeah. As I said, I think there's evidence why you could be particularly uncertain this year. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. But I'm, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out. I, I, 
Um, notwithstanding the agonising ways we managed to find to lose um, last year, we we were we were a pretty fun team, and Richmond on song, yeah, it was great to watch. And not to give you uh, PTSD flashbacks, but that game where we beat Carlton uh, mid-season, um, two of the three vote-getters were Carlton players, which is just sort of a reminder of, um, yes, the, you know, the magical way teams stop giving away free kicks when they play us versus any other team. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, future podcast complaining material. I know. I'm I'm worried about four umpires actually. It is it just feels like even more opportunities for Tiggy Touchwood free kicks. Yeah, oh and the the fact that we didn't I think it was Caps gave away the dumbest stand rule infringement. Um oh, he did. Uh, yeah. That that was really worrying. And of course we gave away, you know, Bolter's fifty and Grimes is fifty. Anyway, We've got plenty of time to agonise over the umpiring during the regular season, but I'm just looking forward to having uh, footy back. I'm Nate. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Tiger Talk. It starts with a vision. If we're not locked into that, might as well pack up and go home. You're talking about three flags by 2020. Fitzroy has played in more files than you guys. And after 13 straight losses, the Tigers are no longer toothless. Their first win for 2010. Carmel Hunt. First preliminary final in 16 long years, and they have done it. They've won. The Tigers are into the prelim. Tigers.